Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Law Talk Radio, um, brought to you by Law Publicist Communications. This is the next episode of the Lawyer's Toolbox show on Law Talk Radio. This is your host, Nick Augustine, the Law Publicist. The show is brought to you by Law Publicist Communications, a legal marketing and public relations agency. The production of Law Talk Radio is funded by our sponsor donations and advertising. We work hard to bring you pragmatic content on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons at 3 o'clock central. Today's guest is attorney Jim Thompson. He's well known for getting attorneys back on track to earning more clients through simple cost-effective measures. Jim retired from law practice after a successful career as a trial lawyer, and today Jim helps young and seasoned lawyers get more clients and grow their client base. Jim speaks to groups in the Chicago area on referral marketing, marketing systems, and development of tremendous opportunities offered through video marketing. For more information on Jim, you can find his website, is www.lawyersmarketingresource.com. Again, that's lawyersmarketingresource.com. We do invite callers uh, this afternoon with any questions. If you'd like to call in and uh, offer your two cents to our neutral and objective programming, telephone number is 917-889-9732. Press option 1 to be placed in the caller queue. The telephone number again is 917 917- Eight eight nine nine seven three two. By way of disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorneys on this show does not give rise to attorney-client relationships. Law Talk Radio does not necessarily endorse all of the opinions expressed by guests, and finally, all callers may remain confidential and all rights to this broadcast are reserved. We want to let you know about a couple upcoming events brought to you by the Chicago Lawyer Magazine. Their Chicago Lawyer Magazine's Off the Pages series brings a couple of events. You might want to mark these dates down. One is September 20th, 2011. The other, October 18th, 2011. First, on uh, September 20th, 2011, three panels of interest will be, number one, how to grow your book of business in this challenging economy. Number two, building a relationship with your in-house lawyers. And number three, motivating and keeping young talent. The panelists presenting at this event are top-notch attorneys and executives with valuable insight. The event will be held from 7.30 to 11 a.m. at the University Club here in Chicago. For early bird registration and more information, please contact Ms. Olivia Clark at Law Bulletin for more information. Telephone number 312-644-4033 or by email at O-C-L-A-R-K-E at L-B. PC.com. MCLE credit is pending for this event and sponsorship opportunities are available. There is an additional Off the Pages series presentation. This is the one on October 18th. This one's titled Taking Diversity Seriously. Two panels will be highlighted. Number one, being a woman in this legal industry, how do you navigate the challenging waters? And two, a detailed look at local diversity statistics. In addition to the panels, Chicago Lawyer presents keynote speaker Aaron Reeves of NextGen's. Reeves is a Chicago lawyer, columnist, and diversity expert who will present a status report on diversity. This event will also take place from 7.30 to 11 a.m. at the University Club in Chicago. Again, contact Olivia Clark at Law Bulletin for questions or to sign up at area code 312-644-4033. 
Now, moving forward, subject matter for today's uh, episode, Jim Thompson, who's currently in the middle of one of the Get Clients Now sessions, where professionals and entrepreneurs work on their marketing systems while setting goals and tracking their time. Jim is, will be the first to tell you that bad habits are tough to break and good habits are equally tough to commit. Today, Jim will share a number of hints and tips that can put put into practice right away to help clients get well, help lawyers get more clients. Accountability is one of the key components of the Get Clients Now program, and Jim is persistent and committed when working with professionals looking to grow their book of business and get more clients now. So, with that introduction, we want to say hi to our guest, Jim Thompson. Hey, Nick. How are you doing today? I am good, Jim, and I am happy to be back. To work, so to speak, I have half taken this week off and realizing that uh, all the rest of my clients and the rest of the world is also somewhere out on vacation. So um trying to get a little work in here before another weekend and trying to figure out how anything gets anyone gets anything done during the month of uh, July. But at any rate, we're here and we're going to talk about some tips on getting clients now. And that is a really good thing. If you're not working heavily this week and you're sort of half working like I am, maybe this week is a good week to sit down and put some marketing system ideas into practice. Again, it's all about making a plan and working a plan. So, Jim, what are your thoughts for today? Well, a couple of things, Nick, and you hit on something and, and – I kind of have been thinking about this so since July 1st, and it's the fact that the year is half over with, and hopefully everyone out there has had a real good first half of the year, and if you have, and hopefully some of the tips that we'll be talking about today, some of the things that we'll be talking about today, uh, you will put into practice so that when we're talking uh, to everyone on January 1st of uh, 2012, everyone will have had a great second half of the year. And and you hit something also, uh, I think, right on the head. It, it was very hard last week for me to kind of concentrate on doing a lot of things because kind of anticipating the weekend and the 4th of July and taking off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then Tuesday, trying to get back into the, the swing of things. Wednesday, trying to get back into the things. And all of a sudden, it's Thursday. And uh, I, like probably a number of people out there, um, it's taken a little bit of time to, to get going. And um, quite frankly, um, as, as you just kind of alluded to, okay, if you haven't or you are kind of taking this week off, uh, start thinking about what's going to happen uh, starting Monday of next week. And if you aren't taking this week off, start thinking about what you're going to start doing as far as trying to get more clients uh, starting tomorrow. What I want to do um, pretty much in this program, Nick, is just kind of throw out some things. Some of the things we, we've talked about before, um, I want to reiterate, uh, go back and explore some of those things. And hopefully, um, as in most cases, when, when I go to seminars or workshops, and as I think we all do, hopefully we come away with two or three things that we can put into practice uh, right away. And the key there is to uh, put into uh, practice. And, and that kind of reminds me um, uh, of, of uh, a term called Lodi. I don't know whether any of you out there have have heard that term. It's actually L-O-D-I. And it basically um, refers to the law of diminishing intent. And we all are susceptible to this. And, and quite frankly, what we're looking at is we hear great things, great suggestions, great hints, and we go, 
you know what? I am going to do that. That sounds absolutely wonderful. I'm going to go back to my office, and I'm going to start doing that right away. And for one reason or another, we get back to our office or whatever, and we have a stack of phone calls to return. Our secretary comes in and says, you've got to get this done right away, or we got court tomorrow, or, or a whole bunch of other things that we don't seem to get going on the things that we wanted to do. And so the further we get away from hearing these these ideas, and not just my ideas, but obviously ideas or anything you hear from anyone else, uh, the less likely we're going to get those things done. So what I would suggest as, as we're talking here today is you write down, if something really strikes your fancy, something you really want to think about, something you want to do, write it down on a post-it note and put it on your the, the, the screen on your computer so you're going to remember. Because the more you see something, the more you're going to remember to do it. Uh, I know and I talk a lot about the fact that, we, as I said, we hear great things and we are, have all the greatest intentions in the world to put some of these things into our practice and we just never get around to it. So hopefully uh, one or two of the things that we talk about this afternoon you can start doing either the same. You can maybe start doing them this afternoon or if not uh, on uh, Friday, tomorrow morning. Get up, start your marketing tomorrow morning before you even have your first or while you're having your first cup of coffee. And so I guess one of the things, and, and some of the things that, that I'm going to talk about have just from, from just recently talking to clients or, or going back and looking at some things and, and looking at marketing programs that have worked for, for clients, marketing programs that we tried to put into into play, and again, clients just didn't seem to get around to doing it. And so we're going to talk about some of those things. And, and one of the first things it came, oh, I guess it was about a week ago, maybe a little longer, I was talking to a client who basically said that, that, that they were just having uh, a heck of a, a bad year, that, that some of their... They're just not getting repeat business, if you will. We're going to talk about lawyers sometimes don't think in terms of repeat business, and we'll, we'll try and touch on that. But one of the things they, they say, you know, some of the customers that we've had in the past six months to a year, and I say customers, and they use that interchangeably with clients because I sometimes also work with, with other small business owners who have customers, and, and they haven't seen some of these folks in maybe six months to a year. And they're, they're wondering why they haven't seen them. And I, I kind of asked the question, well, maybe they're wondering why you haven't been in contact with them. Now, think about that. We, we as attorneys, when I was in practice, we, most of the time we'd finish a case or finish something we were doing from them, and we probably wouldn't have any more contact with that particular client. And, and maybe we should for a number of different reasons, but... We, we we haven't trained ourselves, if you will, to, to look in and go, okay, we got clients out there that we have worked with who hopefully have been satisfied with our services. And sometimes I uh, ask this question when I'm giving a talk, and this, uh, if, if you're too young to remember the Beverly Hillbillies, uh, you might want to ask your parents about that particular program. But I asked the question, uh, was was Jed, the Beverly Hillbillies, Jed Rich, before he fired that faithful shot or afterwards. And I'll just kind of go around and let people, you know, kind of express their opinion if they've, they've seen the show. And, of course, the, the answer to that is that they were rich both before he fired that faithful shot. And if you don't remember it, he was out hunting for a rabbit or something and fired his gun, um, hit uh, 
the ground and up sprung oil, and there's a song and everything, a whole TV program uh, resulted from it. But anyway, to make a long story short, uh, the question is, was he rich before or after he fired that shot? And, and the answer to that really is he was rich before and obviously afterwards. He was sitting on what they call in Texas um, black gold, oil. And he was actually sitting on a gold mine, but he didn't realize that he was sitting on a gold mine until obviously after the oil started gushing forth. And after talking and, and asking that question, I'll, I'll sometimes go back and say, okay, now think about this. Many of you who have been in practice or in business for a while uh, have a gold mine. And they'll look at me like, what are you really talking about? And the situation is you have a gold mine in the clients or customers that, that you've worked with and hopefully satisfied over the, the past number of years that you've uh, worked with them. And a lot of times, like I said, you go in and we finish a project or finish a case and we don't have contact with that client anymore. And that's really not good. And we're going to talk about some of the ways that we can do that in just a minute. But that's really not good because we lose track of a lot of potential business, not just from that particular client, although we would want that client to come to us for other things, depending on, again, the, the nature of our practice and what we do, but we also want them to refer business to us. And a client walks out our doors, usually when the, when the uh, project or the case or whatever is over with, and that client doesn't think about us anymore, and we don't think about that client. It works both ways. And what you want to do is set it up so that that client keeps on thinking about you. You become uh, on the top of their mind. We want to create what we call top-of-the-mind awareness. And, and quite frankly, what we're talking about is something very, very simple to do, uh, very cost-effective to do, um, but a lot of, of my clients don't do it. And even when I talk to them about doing it, it's, it's as Nick said before, it's, it's getting in the habit of doing things. And we you know, it takes a long time to break a habit, and it takes a long time to develop a habit. And, and what I would like you to think about doing is starting to develop this habit. And I'm going to give you a couple of, of, of um, hints that, that might help you. One of the things I would like you to do uh, in the next, and starting tomorrow, and uh, I, 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 I'm a firm believer if you hear this program, and when I say starting tomorrow, depending on, I know people listen to this at different times, but whenever you hear this program, starting the next day, start doing this. And that is taking a look, and again, this is going to depend a lot on the type of practice you have, a lot on the number of clients uh, that you have, that type of thing, how long you've been in practice, the type of practice, the number of clients you have. But what I'd like you to do is to go back and take a look and make a list of your clients that you have had over the past year. Now, you can, depending again on the number of clients and the type of practice, if you need to go back two years, fine. If you need to go back six months, you get the idea. I want you to go back and take a look at the, the clients that you have had in your practice over a blank, if you will, period of time. Uh, obviously, I want you to have enough clients that you can do this with, so it may require you going back two years. It may require you going back a year. It may require only six months. Again, uh, that depends a lot on the type of practice you have. Now, what I'd like you to do 
is 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 make a list of the starting. And I'm just going to use, for lack of a better way to do it, an example. Start 12 months ago, and look at the clients. Let's sympathetically say that you have uh, 10 clients that you worked with uh, 12 months ago and you haven't had contact with in that year period. And then go 11 months, 10 months, 9 months, and so on. Do not go any closer than, say, two months, and I'll talk to you why. I'll talk to you about why I want you to do that in just a minute. Once you get that list of clients, and let's just, again, this is a hypothetical. What I want you to do is write them a note, and I want it to be handwritten. Uh, if you have stationery, uh, that's fine, but I would prefer that you get some kind of just a, a note that is just it's not salesy in any way. I want this to be just uh, you're concerned, you haven't heard from them, uh, you want to know how they're doing, and what do you say? Very simply, handwritten, and I say no. You can go to the, uh, the store and buy different type of note cards or whatever. Whatever will fit your practice, whatever will fit your particular move, whatever will fit your style. But, but you can buy some cards. Or you, I don't want you to have any made up right now because I want you to start this right away. But uh, having said that, I would like you to think about having some cards made up, but don't wait till you get the cards made up before you send them. And basically what I want you to say in the card is very simply, um, Hi, John, uh, was just thinking about you. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope everything is going well. Nothing but that. Sign your name. Again, this is handwritten. Uh, I want this to be very personal. Uh, I want it to be very general, just that I was thinking about you and, and hope that everything is going well for you. I want you to get a regular blank envelope, uh, not your legal size or your legal stationary envelope, but just a regular white envelope. And what I want you to do is hand address that envelope, uh, put your, you know, hand address your return address. I want you to use a blue pen. And the reason I say blue pen is because blue pen stands out. Most of what we get in the mail today is all black ink. So I would like you to use a blue pen and blue pen when you write the, the note um, and handwrite out the address. And if you have terrible handwriting, write it out anyway. One of the things I find some people say, well, Jim, my handwriting is so bad, I'm really embarrassed to send something. Uh, and I will tell you as a, uh, a lawyer of 26 years, I probably have the worst handwriting of anybody out there. But send it because it's not so much that it looks pretty, it's the fact that you took the time to write that. Now, when you send that out, make sure that you put a commemorative type stamp on. There's a nice stamp out uh, right now with the Boy Scouts on there. And, and, you know, any kind of commemorative stamp, and I use right now, I'm using the Boy Scout camp because I think that's you know, kind of, it, it's just a nice looking stamp and it really doesn't convey any particular message. And, and send that uh, out to say we've got say we've got ten people that you haven't seen in December. I'm just rounding the number off for for lack of a better way to do it. You send those out, okay? Uh, now, depending again on how many you have, let's just say you have ten from November, ten from December, ten from October, and again just round numbers. I would like to see you send out at least five cards a day. And you're going to start doing this, and, and again, it depends on the number. And, and I know when I say five cards a day, um, 
a lot of you out there are going to say, I just don't have, Jim, I don't have the time to do that. It takes too long. You can probably send out and address five cards a day in probably 15 minutes at the most. You're probably in the morning reading your paper. You don't want to read the paper because it's such bad news anyway, so go ahead and write these cards. <laughs> and, 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 and really, take, take, take 15 minutes to do it. Or, and I, I hesitate to say this, but I'm going to say it for those of you who will not do it on a daily basis, set a number that you're going to do during the week. And let's just, again, hypothetically say that we want five a day, so five times five is 25 cards a week. Uh, again, that sounds like a huge number, and quite frankly, it is. But once you start doing it, you will find that it is very easy to write three, four, five cards a day and just stick them in the mail in the morning so that the people get them the next day. Again, it's all about this Jim? Yes, sir. I just wanted to – we have to pause for a break quickly, okay. um, and then we'll be back. But like I, like I was saying, easy habits are – Bad habits are hard to break. Easy habits are hard to make. But this is one of those where you're just doing something simple, and I'll suggest that when you're having a simple task in front of you, um, you know, sending cards, sending notes, they're short, they're easy to do. It's a good habit to get in the, in the, in the um, you know, to get marketing systems and marketing habits in your head. So I agree, and we're going to hear more right after a message from some of our sponsors. And our first uh, commercial sponsor today is the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Do your marketing materials and slogans infringe on another's intellectual property rights? You should find out. Chicagoland attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, Internet law, and advertising law. When you need the right legal services to advance your creativity and guard against trademark infringement, call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme at 708 Four 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 seven nine zero zero. The telephone number again is seven zero eight four 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 seventy nine hundred. Or visit nkdlaw.com for more information. Our second commercial sponsor is Peak Marketing Sales Incorporated. If you haven't met Mary Erlane yet, then you should listen up because she will help you make more money. Mary is well-known all over Chicagoland for her executive coaching and unique abilities in helping people with connecting the dots and removing barriers to business goals. Mary is the president of Peak Marketing and Sales Incorporated, and these renowned coaching and consulting services are available to businesses, associations, and organizations, as well as teams, to bring about measurable results. Call Mary today at 630-768-1422. Telephone number again is 630-768-1422. Or visit Peak Marketing online at peakmsi.com. Again, that's P-E-A-K-M-S-I.com. And third, from Law Publicist Communications. Law Publicist Communications is a legal marketing and public relations agency serving Chicagoland lawyers and business professionals. Many people hire us to write their marketing material, blogs, and to promote and manage their webinars and events. We really are a full-service agency, and you'd be surprised how many ways we can help you. Give us a call at 312-854-7149 to see how we can help. Again, the telephone number is 312-854-7149. And also, I want to remind you before we get back to our programming, if you do have a guest suggestion for Law Talk Radio broadcast, please drop us a note on our Facebook page, 
simply search for Law Talk Radio in the Facebook search bar. Now, back to Jim Thompson. Jim, let's continue our discussion. Again, I really want to reinforce the idea of the uh, write several notes, three a day, five a day. Um, they don't have to be short. can just be staying in touch. And if you go through your contacts list, the people you already know, you'll realize how many people you haven't um, talked to in a while that will respond. And I, and I have um, just a little short uh, anecdotal story from a friend of mine who uh, told me, this is several years ago, uh, that this individual was doing postcards, and he had changed a business model or reinvented something and just went through and sent a postcard saying hello to everyone he knew, and the guy's phone was ringing off the hook in no time. So, Jim, back to you. Okay, yeah, Nick, and, and that, and I can t- tell you about some of those success stories I've had with people that have gone ahead and done that. But the key here is to start the habit, start doing it. And again, it depends on the number of clients, past clients you have. But start with December. Why December? Because those are the people you probably haven't had contact with in quite a while. And as you get closer to the last two or three months, obviously you've had contact with those folks and they probably remember you. But it's the people, say, 12 months out and maybe a little bit longer if, if that's the case, that they probably have forgotten about you. Uh, so you want to get back in, let them know you're still out there, let them know you care about them, but I don't want it to be any type of sales pitch. The only thing I would say is if you send a note out, and if on the odd chance that someone might not know who you are, might not remember you, then put a business card in. But I would stay away from any type of business card or anything of that nature if you can do that. And and one of the things I would suggest um, if, and again, if you don't have notes, and I'm sure most of you don't have notes with your name and this thing on there right now, uh, I would suggest that, that you get a, a type of just a small note card, put your name on it, uh, very kind of an informal thing, just so that when you send it out, they'll see who it's from. But if, they, if, if for right now, if you're sending a blank note out with just your name on it, again, um, just sign it, Jim, or whatever your name happens to be, yeah, you might want to put your business card in there right now, but I, I would really suggest, and if you want suggestions on the type of cards that I've had clients uh, develop, and I know mo- most of you have heard me talk many times about Bob Berg and his book, Endless Referrals. And in his book, he um, has a little note card that he did. Uh, and again, if, if anybody is interested in what it looks like or what it contains, please let me know. Or if, and I may, let me make this suggestion. Uh, go spend $15 and buy his book. I get nothing from him or from uh, endorsing his book other than the satisfaction that I know that it is probably one of the best books on networking and marketing. I know we, we talk about networking and in a different way, and we'll talk about referral building, but you know, buy his book on page, uh, I think it's 42. There's a nice little note card that he has in there that has his name. And here's the other thing. A lot of attorneys are not doing this. Some of them are starting to do this. Put a picture on it. Put your picture on the note card. The same thing with your uh, business cards. I'm going a little bit astray here. But if you have a business card and and you're doing any networking at all uh, with other groups or chambers or things, put your picture. Put Put a good picture on it. Have a professionally done picture put on your business card because we meet so many people these days that when I'm sitting down, I'm looking through the business cards that I picked up at a particular meeting, and if I, I'm i trying to remember, well, who is that person? Okay, all of a sudden, I have a card with somebody's picture on it. I, instantly, 
remember who they are. So I would suggest, and I've had this comment or question a number of times, should attorneys put their um, picture on a business card? If you'd asked me that question three or four years ago, I would have said probably not, doesn't look professional, et cetera. And I have totally changed my whole opinion in that. So I would put my picture on there. Again, uh, there's from the business card or from the uh, note card you're sending out. Until you get those note cards, you know, make sure that they would know who, who that particular note is from. Then go to November. Then go to October. Then bring it on up, say, to three months out. You will be surprised at the people that will contact you. Um, and, again, if you have an email, and you should have an email, even a website. Obviously, hopefully everybody out there has a website. But even if you have an email, put that on your card. And you will be surprised at the number of people that will probably either call you on the phone and by all means, if somebody calls you on the phone that you've talked to from last December, make sure your secretary knows um, who the people are. Let, let her see the list of people you've sent cards out to. Now, please do not have your secretary write the cards out. I want this to come from you. But give your secretary the list of people. So if uh, Sam Jones calls, she knows if you're in the office to put Sam Jones through right away. And, and and you'll find Sam Jones is going to say, hey, Jim, you know, I got your card. Thank you. I really I really appreciate it. That made me feel really good. And that's probably all he's going to say. But, however, he may just say, you know, my brother-in-law was just in a car accident two weeks ago, and, and I want to refer him over to you. Or my sister-in-law, uh, or my sister, not sister-in-law, my sister uh, just got a divorce action filed by uh, my brother-in-law. She's going to need an attorney. That's what you want to start doing with your clients, uh, keeping you on the top of their mind so that if something comes up, if someone needs legal representation, they are going to think of you. But you'll be surprised at the number of people that will call you. And I will guarantee you probably for every 25 cards you send, and again, I don't know the type of practice you have, but I would almost guarantee you for every 25 cards you send out, you're going to get two or three people that are going to call you, thank you, and may even have a case for you. Uh, try this for a month um, and, and, and just see what happens. Again, this depends on the number of clients you have. Uh, I want to, I and I hope I, I don't want to forget this, once you start doing this now, make sure you stay in touch with, your clients, at least on a monthly basis. And, you know, just just a simple, if you have a newsletter or you have something that you can send out to them, uh, let your clients know that you're thinking about them. And maybe by way of newsletter, maybe a different type of note you send out. Um, if something new happens in your office, let's say that you, you bring in a new partner, let these folks know by way of a letter, uh, again, whatever is appropriate. If, if you have a new partner come in, obviously you'll probably have the little cards printed up uh, saying that you're pleased to announce that John Smith has now joined your law firm as a partner. Well, send those out. The more you touch your past clients, the more they're going to remember you and the more they're going to remember to send you business. So um, having said that, uh, I want to also make sure, and, and, and again, the, the the clients that you have um, in the last one or two months, and you might even go out three, and again, this depends on the number of clients and the type of practice you have. Um, you're going to be sending them a little note that says, thank you for allowing me to represent you. 
just something very simple. I mean, how many times do we thank our clients for putting money into our pockets? Obviously, we're representing the person and we're doing the best job we can, and hopefully we have done the best job we can for them. But you also want to let them know that you really appreciate their business. I know I've talked a number of times about appreciation marketing, and that's a whole, probably a whole program. But make hey, sure. Yes, sir. We're going to pause for a break. Okay. Boy, that time's flying by. Wow. I know. And I want I <laughs> to ask you again to say the word you described it at the beginning of your discussion on the business card or sending out the, the notes. Um, top, top mind awareness. What was the oh, buzzword okay. you used? Top of the mind awareness. Yeah, I'm top give of the mind. Buzzword. Yeah, it's <laughs> the. Um, I remember it from uh, from psychology courses. Is the theory of spreading activation, and that our minds are able to retrieve things that are higher up in our consciousness, and so that's what we're doing by staying in touch with people is just reminding them that we're here. It's so simple. It so we're going to pause. It is. It. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to have some commercial messages and we'll be right back to continue here. And uh, Jim is actually our next commercial sponsor. And if you need more clients, he's a seasoned attorney and marketing coach. He can talk to you about his program, get clients now, which will help you take crucial steps towards increasing your firm's revenues. The Get Clients Now program employs various time-honored techniques to help you attract and encourage new business and encourage referrals. Please visit it, lawyersmarketingresource.com. Again, lawyersmarketingresource.com. Also, check out the testimonials on the site and see what people have to say. You can get in touch with Jim directly by emailing him at jet at midwestconsultants.net. You can also call him at 708 seven eight five four zero two two telephone number again seven oh eight seven eight five four zero two two next from credit damage expert george finder your credit score is a valuable asset credit damage expert george finder is an expert who can put a dollar amount to damage to your credit score by learning to incorporate credit damage questions into the intake process you and your staff will learn how to spot credit damage events worthy of retaining george finder's credit damage analysis services Available nationwide, credit damage expert George Finder is available for consulting on damage to credit reputation. His website, creditdamageexpert.com, has more information and a short video explaining his services. Again, creditdamageexpert.com. And next, uh, Pleading Drafter Brand Services. Pleading Drafter Brand Services helps you when your office is disorganized, you're staring at headaches, and only another lawyer would understand or know how to help. You can count on Pleading Drafter Brand Services to help you get your office in order. Many people hire us to help get their billing done, help manage client files, make sense of technology, and, of course, legal research, writing, and filing. We are a full-service agency with law student and attorney staff ready to help you. Please give Nick a call at 312-854-7149. Again, 312-854-7149 for more information and to see how we can help you today. Again, we want to remind our listeners to find our broadcast links in their social networks to share those with other people on their networks. So whether you see us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, many of our listeners find out about our broadcast through viral and social media marketing. So please pass it on. We appreciate that. Now back to Jim Thompson. Jim, we were just uh, talking a lot about uh, just the different referral cards and notes and uh, really creating uh, and maintaining a place in our clients' minds at the top of their consciousness. What else can we do? 
Well, yeah, and I think uh, that that is that is the key right now. That what I want you to be thinking about is getting clients right away. We can we can go into a bunch of different programs and things that we work with with our clients on. Sometimes take two, three, or four months to implement. I'm talking today about things that you can start doing right now, right this minute. And once you get off this call. Uh, I want you all to go start writing notes. I know that's not going to happen, but at least put that on the top of your mind and, 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 and take a little post-it note and put top of the mind awareness. That goes for you as well as your clients because I want you to be aware of some of the things that you can be doing uh, to get clients. Uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about thanking your clients every time um, you close a case or do something or and, and even more important, quite frankly, is if a client or a, a somebody you know, not necessarily a client, sends you a referral, send them a thank you note right away. And again, you can use these notes or you can do a nice little real thank you note, whatever. Uh, and again, it does not have to be, um, I know a lot of people think, well, if I get a referral from someone, I've got to send them a nice gift. And, and in some states, you can split fees with attorneys in some places you can't. Uh, just depending on a number of them, and check your own bar regulations as far as splitting fees. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where you may have a CPA that sends you a client. You know, send them a nice thank you note, a personal handwritten thank you note. Every thank you note and everything that you do should be personalized. Um, you, you take five minutes or ten minutes, if it's that matter, to write a nice thank you note because, quite frankly, that person is going to do two things. He's going to appreciate the fact that you appreciated him or her. And it's going to also put you on the top of his mind for sending you future business. Let's, let's face it, we're all about getting referrals. I think I mentioned in one of my programs that I did, uh, I think it was on one of the programs here, that John J.S. had written a book called uh, the referral engine, and he did a study of, in writing his book for 5,000 businesses, and quite frankly, um, they, they talked about about 80% of the people he interviewed got most of their business through referrals, word-of-mouth referrals or referrals, but that only 20% had any type of system for getting referrals. I'm giving you the system to one of the things, one of the systems, one of the things you do in a system to get referrals, and that is to thank that referral person. And, and again, it does not have to be by virtue. I mean, you can give them a nice gift if you want. And if I refer anybody to, to, to someone, you know, I'd like them to give me, you know, a week and a why or something of that nature, but that doesn't always happen. But quite frankly, the fact that you thank somebody, and again, that's going to be top of the mind awareness. Again, and thank you, the thank you, the thank you. I can't stress that enough. So again, on your um, on your sheet that you put on the, the um, on your computer screen there, where it says top of the mind awareness, also put underneath that thank you, and hopefully that'll jog your mind. One thing I don't want you to do: never, ever, ever. I hope I stress that enough. Send a thank you by email. I would rather have someone forget to even mention a thank you to me, then send me a, a quick little email. Hey, Jim, thanks for the referral. Uh, it, it takes nothing to send emails these days, and I think that speaks volumes of how much you really appreciate someone if all you can do is take, you know, 10 keystrokes to say thank you for the referral. Never, ever do that. So 
want to talk about a couple other things, you know, and I could go on for this referral thing for for hours. But I want to I want to hit a couple other things, and time really is, is flying by. One of the things that I think is very very important in marketing, and you can start again on this tomorrow. Um, I know I may have mentioned this a, a while back, but I was sitting around talking to three partners in a law firm. And I just happened to ask them just a simple question of who was the most important person in the firm. And, of course, you know, neither, none of them wanted to say, of course, that they were. So they all kind of, you know, remained silent, although in their own minds, I'm sure that they thought that they were the most important person in the firm. But the most important first person in especially consumer law firms, and I'm talking about like the bankruptcy firms, personal injury firms, divorce firms, and uh, the criminal law firms, or the, the people that deal with the general public, uh, the most important person in any of those firms is the first person that answers the phone. When somebody is calling that type of a law firm, that person usually is hurting. They, they've just got served with divorce papers. They just were in a car accident. Their kid just got arrested, something of that nature. So they're calling. They're scared. They're apprehensive. Heck, they don't want to call a lawyer in the first place because they think all of a sudden I'm going to call this lawyer and uh, he's going to think I'm stupid for asking questions and it's going to cost me thousands of dollars just to talk to him, et cetera, et cetera. So the first person that they talk to wants to be in a position to be able to calm them down, assure them uh, that it's fine for them to call, and whether this person happens to be a receptionist or the senior partner in the law firm, all of, or everyone in the law firm ought to be conscious of the fact that when that somebody is calling you, they are calling you and they are hurting, and they need to be reassured. Once you reassure them, then you can talk about bringing them into the law firm. Uh, again, depending on a particular problem, they may need to come in right away. And like a dentist, you know, somebody calls you got a toothache, well, they can't wait two days. And, and that's something that you need to talk to your staff about, how to handle phone calls, how to calm people down, how to reassure them that you can handle any problem that they have and that they need to come in and see you. Um, I would strongly suggest, and, and I know some lawyers uh, disagree with me, but I would strongly suggest that every lawyer offer a free initial consultation because you want to get that person into your law firm. Because once you get that person in, unlike most other uh, type of businesses, where you, you don't have to sell that person. You get that person into the law firm, into your law firm, sitting across the chair from you, they're pretty well sold that they're going to um, pick you to represent them. And if you treat them that way, and you can bring them in, uh, you can pretty much pretty much tell them the first 15 or 20, 25 minutes of whether or not you can help them. And if you say, you know, okay, I can go forward and help you, and here's, here's what their fees are, et cetera, fine. Or here's the other thing, the downside to that. That's just hypothetically so somebody comes, comes into your office, and you have to say to them, you know, John, uh, the problem you have, I really can't help you for whatever reason. Oh, and by the way, as you leave, my secretary will have a bill for you, and you can pay with your check or whatever for $200. You know what? Two things are going to happen. That person's going to say, that lawyer never did a thing for me, and he's probably going to badmouth you to the friends. The other thing is, 
um, you're never going to get a referral from that person. Now, if you've taken the time, and it can be 20 minutes or whatever, you can pretty well gauge what you're going to do, consider that marketing time. And that person is going to leave your office, even if you haven't helped them. You were honest with him, and he's going to probably not feel great because he wanted to be helped, but he's also going to respect the fact that you took the time, <clears throat> excuse me, to talk to him, and when something else comes up, he's going to call you first, and if he's talking to a fellow employee, a neighbor, or a relative, or whatever, and, and he hears of a legal situation, you can pretty well much bet that he's going to recommend that they call you. And of course, when this person leaves your office, make sure that they have a number of your, your business cards and let them know, quite frankly, that you work on referrals. And um, one thing I mentioned um, with regard to referrals, and I'm going to just touch base real quick on this, you might want to let people know that you work by way of referrals. A lot of people don't realize that. They think so, but they don't realize that. So, um, they may not give you a referral because they're not sure. Um, make sure that, that people know your clients that uh, you're working with now and, and clients you've worked with before when, when you have the opportunity to share, let them know you work on referral. One of the things I would suggest is on your outgoing voicemail that you uh, let people know that you are referral-based. And you can do that simply by saying, you know, this is Jim, I'm, I'm sorry I can't take your call, blah, 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 blah. And, by the way, if you were referred by someone, please let us know who that was so that we can thank them. That sets up in that person's mind that you work by referrals. also sets up in their mind that if they are a referral, um, uh, that they do give you a referral, they're going to be thankful for it, that you appreciate that. So I would just add that to if you feel comfortable doing it. Um, most of the lawyers I talk to when they, they first hear that say, oh, that's a pretty good idea to think about it. They go, well, how professional is that? And think about it. It's very professional. So so don't let that get in the way. One of the things I think you should start doing right away is develop uh, an attitude with each and every employee, uh, regardless of whether you have one employee, two employees. You're you're maybe the only employee. Of course, you got to develop your own attitude. But develop a an attitude uh, that they are marketing you or their firm every chance that they get, that they are enthusiastic about helping clients to come in. They are uh, enthusiastic when they talk to someone on the phone. I don't talk about, you know, being over-enthusiastic, but that they really, really take this attitude that they care for people that are calling in, that they hey, get Jim. into. Yes, sir. It's, we're going to pause for a break, but after we come back here's a question that popped up on my head when you're instructing your staff on how to be those directors of first impression right. how do you make sure that they're actually doing it because aren't they going to just tell you hey boss I'm doing a great job um, what are your thoughts on serving and asking clients because I think there's a lot of times clients have been um, upset with discourteous staff and the principal attorney on the case never knows about it so uh, maybe we'll um, touch on that a bit we got about 15 minutes left we're going to stop for our law practice management resources and we'll be right back two areas we bring you uh, for law practice management resources the ABA publishing and law bulletin publishing company and first from ABA publishing the title of, uh, for this week is whose drop is it anyway legal issues surrounding our nation's water resources 
Water issues permeate all aspects of law, and much of what affects water is born on the state and local level. A new book by the ABA State and Local Government Law Section, Whose Drop Is It Anyway? Legal Issues Surrounding Our Nation's Water, is a valuable resource and practical tool discussing the issues surrounding water resources and the current issues and trends influencing the legal regimes. Practical in use, this book can be used as a tool for developing effective water management strategies in your own jurisdictions. As scarcity issues become more common and threats like global climate change loom with uncertainty over water resources, water only stands to become more pervasive in the future, containing some of the more important and timely topics as well as notable real-world examples with regard to water management. This title has more information that you could probably have imagined on water resources. Again, it's Whose Drop Is It Anyway? Legal Issues Surrounding Our Nation's Water Resources, available online at the ABA web store. And next from Law Bulletin Publishing Company, when you subscribe to the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin and the Chicago Lawyer Magazine, you will receive up-to-date legal news from Chicago and around Illinois. Also, check out the Law Bulletin blog, Attorneys in Transition, which offers advice and tips for those lawyers going through a career transition. It also hosts a monthly career seminar for lawyers in flux in their careers. I am one of the weekly advice columnists published on the Attorneys in Transition site, and I do hope that you stop by, visit, and leave your comments at attorneysintransition.com. All right, Jim, back to you. Uh, We were talking about directors of first impression. Yeah, and that, that's a great term. Um, the and I and I've seen this when I've walked into some offices where the receptionist is there and and they'll have like her name and and what is she? She is the director of first impression. She is the first person anybody is who comes into your office is going to see. Um, you need to have someone that is very friendly, um, very consoling, uh, very empathetic, uh, and makes a good you know, presents a good appearance because that's your first impression. I um, had a young lady that worked for me when I first started practicing law. There was a young girl, she had just gotten out of high school, but somebody would call her office. um, And the next time that person, she just had this knack to be able to do it, not only remembering names, if somebody walked into my office and she had seen them uh, one time prior to that, she would certainly remember their name, but she would remember your voice. And uh, you'd call in on the phone, and it was amazing. I had four or five clients try and steal her away, but that never never happened. But the bottom line was, uh, talk about making an impression on someone. When you pick up the phone or somebody calls your office and the uh, receptionist, and again, your type of practice, oh, hi, Mr. Thompson, it was great talking to you. Uh, I'll put you through, or hi, Jim. You know, depending on how informal or formal uh, your type of practice is, but that makes one heck of a great first impression. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about, and you kind of alluded a little bit to it, uh, Nick, is how do you find out what your staff or how your staff is doing? And maybe, quite frankly, let me take it one step further. How do you find out how you are doing with clients? And um, one of the things that I think every law firm should have uh, is well, obviously, you need to have a very good intake uh, file uh, or questionnaire when a client comes in 
uh, you want to get all that information, including who referred them and, and all the things that you know normally go into that, but also who referred them, so that you can obviously thank the person that, that referred them. But one of the things that I think a lot of lawyers um, seem to to forget about doing is to have, uh, when you sit down with a client, and again, depending on the type of practice and the number of things, but you're concluding the matter, sit down with the client and go over a client review. Um, I know some lawyers send out a client review and opinion survey, and, and that's good if you're doing it. But what happens there a lot of times is you'll send it out, and the client will get it, and the client wants to fill it in, but it never gets around to it. You know, I, I think we've all been there. We've all gotten surveys or, or how do we do type things, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fill that in tomorrow. You know, the law of diminishing intent, and you never get around to doing it. So I would strongly urge that you sit down with that client when the matter's concluded. And or here's the other thing: depending again, type of practice, what you're doing, you might want to periodically sit down with the client. If it's a long involved type case or long involved engagement, uh, maybe every couple of months, two or three months. Uh, when you see that client, that client comes into the office, sit down with the client, and, and you can have kind of two different type of surveys. One's a, you know, the quickie, if you will, where you're sitting down with the, with the client while the matter is going on, and you just ask a certain question, but, but have them written out so that the client, you know, uh, sees you asking questions and wants to know why you're doing that. And obviously, to improve our service, to make what we do for our clients, um, we want to find out how we're doing. But it's more important, um, or not more important, is it as important when the matter is concluded that you sit down and do a good client review. Um, I've developed, I shouldn't say it's not mine, through different sources. I, I get this if anybody would like a client review opinion survey that, that I use with my clients, I'll be glad to send them, send them one. If you just send me an email, um, I'll be glad to send it out to you. And you can take a look. And then, uh, obviously, you're free to use that one or anything that, that, that kind of uh, resembles it, whatever would work for your firm. But you, you want to really find out, number one, how, uh, here's, here's some of the key areas. Uh, how responsive were you? How responsive was your firm? Um, did you return your phone calls promptly? Well, that's obviously one of the – if you ask probably 95% of the people – uh, if you ask the question, 95% or did your lawyer return your phone calls, or what's the thing you don't that really bothers you about your, your lawyer, they don't return phone calls. And that's probably what you hear, but you want to make it known that you're really concerned about that. Um, one of the things is, is obviously work product. Um, and, and the client may not know what your work product is, but if you're, and of course I'm sure most attorneys out there will, when they do something, uh, file a document or anything of that nature, uh, the client gets a copy of it. And you can just, uh, just in general, ask them, were they pleased with what they saw, this type of thing. You want to find out everything you can from the standpoint of what that client thinks about your law firm because the important thing is um, you want to know if, that, if you're referable, quite frankly, and, and you want to let that client know that you're really concerned about what you're doing, what you've done for them, and that, again, this is a perfect time where you can sit down and say, well, you know, we based upon what you've told us, um, and hopefully they've told you all good things, that, uh, would you refer us? And 
hopefully they're going to say yes, they would. And again, that sets their mindset that you're, you know, about getting referrals. Um, the other thing is the attitude. What is the attitude of your office staff? Uh, when you when they called in, was was the receptionist friendly? Was your paralegal friendly? Uh, was maybe one of the other associate lawyers? Uh, just the overall general attitude of the office. Um, you know, I think a lot of people think that, that they're going to go into a lawyer's office and it's going to be stuffy and et cetera, et cetera. And that very may well be for lawyers, law firm, big law firms that deal with, you know, big corporate clients and that they've got to have that, quote, stuffiness. But I think when you're dealing with the consumer, you need to have that friendly, caring atmosphere where somebody feels like they're part of a family. Uh, and, and then really that, that's the way maybe you should look at it, the, the customer now, the client should should be part of your family. They're they're paying a lot of uh, uh, attention to what you're doing, and you need to be paying a lot of attention to what you're doing for them. Um, same thing goes with billing. Uh, I could talk a, a lot about how you should bill people, and, and and most of you probably have had all kinds of courses or uh, thoughts on, on billing. But I I think you need to to let the client know. Um, in detail what you've done. And I think, quite frankly, every now and then, uh, throw in a no charge. And that, I think, quite frankly, I know from my standpoint when I've used lawyers in the past, and, you know, there's some courtesy there, but, you know, you get a uh, phone call to Jim, you know, 15 minutes, no charge. For whatever reason, a client really appreciates, because they don't want to get nickel and dime, and they feel like, oh, every once in a while you're, you're not charging them for something. Um, you know, that, that makes them feel really, really good. Uh, again, we're talking about the experience that that client has had with your law firm and whether or not they would refer you. So I think you need a, a form, uh, an outtake form or a, a client survey form. And again, I think it should be done um, when you're, you're meeting with, um, when the matter is concluded. The other thing that's very interesting, and I think there was a lawyer on, on the call uh, who's a, who's a managing partner of a large law firm in, in um, Washington, D.C., a number of months ago, was talking about how uh, they're a personal injury firm, and they were talking with one of the clients who were concluding a case, and they were going over you know, some of the things, and it just happened to come up. They did an automobile case for this woman, and it just happened to come up that, that her sister had a major medical malpractice case that the, another lawyer and another firm was working at. And it dawned on this lawyer that, wait a minute, we do medical malpractice, and why didn't she think of us? So I think you need to also let, you know, a client know all along that you do other types of, of, of whatever you do. I mean, if you're a pre-I law firm, you do automobile accidents cases, obviously. Uh, you do medical malpractice. If you do it, let them know exactly what you do. So that, Good point. you know, they're going to be calling you. Exactly. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Jim, we are running out of time, but these were all good points. I thank you so much for sharing these today. Again, another place, the uh, telephone number again, how people can get a hold of you. Uh, they can call me at 708-785-4022. And one other thing, Nick, if, if they will uh, go on my website, which is um, uh, lawyersmarketingresource.com, I have started sending out articles on a weekly basis, just you know, short articles on different things that lawyers can be aware of. And I also have a um, something that I put together, a, a practice assessment, which basically talks about time management and um, 
the uh, marketing aspects of, of your practice. And oh, if great. you would like a copy of that, please, uh, you know, go to my website, type in your your website, and I will or your email address, and I'll be glad to send that to you. All right, Jim. Thanks for being on the show today, and I want to thank our sponsors again, Law Offices of Nancy K. Ducharme, Peak Marketing Sales Incorporated, Law Publicist Communication, Jim Thompson of Midwest Consulting Group, Credit Damage Expert George Finder, and Pleading Drafter Brand Services. Again, Law Talk Radio episodes are programmed to entertain and bring you attorney and non-attorney audiences, tips, tools, and practice area information you can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers of legal services. With our guests and listeners located worldwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use this socially networked radio program to bring people together and share collective intelligence. Again, this is Nick Augustine, the Law Publicist for Law Publicist Communications and Law Talk Radio, and we thank you for your time.